0: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. My friends, my next guest is going to help you take a life-changing leap into the things that you really, really want. And are you hungry for a new career, ready to start a business, or are you just eager uh, to feel less stuck? Then, you know, the next step you have to take is actually not just a step, but it's an incredible jump or leap forward into the unknown. And how many of us actually... Uh, get crippled or, or struggle with the fear of uh, that is associated oftentimes with jumping into the unknown. Well my guest today is none other than Kim Perell. Now for those of you that don't know who she is, she is a serial entrepreneur, top US female angel investor and bestselling author with 20 years of experience taking companies from get this zero to 1 billion in annual sales. That is a figure that I'm st- trying to picture in my head that's a lot of zeros in the end of it. She sold her last company for $235 million after going broke just 10 years earlier, believe it or not. She's a great believer in paying it forward. Kim is an investor. We're in over 100 companies. She's currently the founder and CEO of 100.co. Pursuing her mission to reinvent how consumer brands are created using artificial intelligence, which is pretty cool if you ask me. Uh, Kim was named one of Ad oh, Ad Age's marketing technology trailblazers, business insiders, most powerful women in mobile advertising and entrepreneur of the year by National Association for Female Executives. She's been profiled by the New York Times, Forbes and many, many more and she lives in Miami with her two sets of twins so she is a very, very busy lady and I had the absolute pleasure of connecting with Kim. She's a wonderful human being, really, really enjoyed our actual conversation which I have no no doubt that you guys will also enjoy she has a new book coming out called jump dare to do what scares you in business and in life and you can go and pre-order a copy of her new book right now it's it's going to be a game changer i really really do believe that she wrote jump to help you guide through life-changing decisions that you want to make so my friends If you do enjoy this conversation, help support Kim, her work uh, by pretty ordering a copy of the book right now. Links will all all be available in the show notes below. Also, there has been a new reinvention of the Storybox website, so you can go check that out too. It's kind of more fresh and more engaging, so if you do want to watch the full video or listen to the episode, you can do all that now. It's streamlined basically to the storyboxpodcast.com website. Uh, I made that easy for you guys but go and get a copy of Kim's book once again share it around to all your friends and your family uh, all right my friends that's enough from me it is time to jump into the story box today and dare to do what scares us all in business and in life although this conversation won't scare you and uh, as we're going to listen learn and grow from the incredible story of none other than Kim Burrell.
2: thank you so much for having me I'm thrilled to be here
1: I'm thrilled to have you here. We were just speaking a little, little moment ago about the current situation here in Australia. You are uh, a fan of Australia, which makes me a fan of you already. <laughs> so thank you so much for, for taking the time to be here. Really excited to jump into your story and unbox it today. Um, I'm curious, the very first question that I do have for you, which I normally ask all well, my guests anyway, is what does success look like for you?
2: Mm, that's good. I think for me, it's about how many people I can positively influence and how many lives I can positively touch.
0: Mm.
1: When was the moment for you that you realized that was success for you? Has it been this gradual thing over time or is there more of a catalyst for you somewhere in your life?
2: Yeah, I think after I sold my first company in 2008, I realized, you know, just looking, it was such a journey and it was like a heartache and I'd been through a lot. And I just, it was lonely. And so it's just like, if I could just help any, you know, as many people, you know, go on that same journey as I was and, um, you know, just support them in their dreams and give them tools and like the resources that I had. And like, I just felt like that would be like the ultimate goal, right? Like how do I create more entrepreneurs? Because entrepreneurship's hard. And so really looking at, that's why I started becoming an angel investor and, you know, I joined a lot of boards and just advising and mentoring because I just felt like I've been there, I've done it and I wanted to help other people. So really just like positively influencing people that may not, may have a great idea, but didn't have someone that might, you know, my grandma made a bet on me really early on and not everyone has that. And I do not take that for granted at all. I just feel that there's so many people that are looking for people to make a bet on them, and I want to be that person. So if I can help more people and pay that, you know, her generosity forward, and help those people just get that hand up, like I want to be able to do that.
1: What do you mean your grandmother made a bet on you? What exactly did she do <laughs> for you that sort of helped set you up?
2: I mean, literally, um, you know, my my journey began as an entrepreneur when the company I had worked for during the dot com went bankrupt, and so it was, it was honestly like, it was it being like a rocket ship that, you know, quickly crashed. And it was at that point, you know, you're, it, I was devastated. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I'd hired all my friends and family. I'm like, Oh, come work for me. We're gonna be millionaires. It's gonna be amazing. We'll all be together. And we're gonna like, and you know, and like, it was like that for a very short moment on paper. And then, you know, then you have to end up firing everyone and you're alone and you're sitting there, you know, you're, your entire life's just taken away from you you know my identity and so and then trying to raise money to take the leap into entrepreneurship after my track record of bankruptcy was not exactly like a you know I was a really good bet um per se on paper so you know my I asked my grandma and I was like I have this idea and it's the internet and digital and she's like I don't think that really went well for you previously, but she made a bet on me and she loaned me ten thousand dollars, which is a lot of money. And I was, you know, it's just a big bet to take. And having you know taken that journey, I, I really want to like monetarily and that's why I've invest like how do I help other people make that bet? You know, it's not just the 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 money, it's also the confidence that she believed in me. And that's like a huge you know if there's anything else you can give someone but that belief and, you know, just that actually is so big. Like, that means so much just to know someone is betting on you and believing you. It could be like $5. It's just like their confidence gives you the strength to actually make the move and to jump.
1: I was going to actually go down to the confidence area because <laughs> I'm curious about for yourself, did you have confidence in your ability to actually use that money wisely and start a company?
2: Well, I figured. That you know, having watched my both my parents are entrepreneurs. So, and I wanted to get a real job because I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, that's hard. (laughs) Like, I don't want to, I want actually a real job with the security. And then when that didn't work out, like the real job actually wasn't, it's like a nightmare. And so I was like, okay, well, at least I tried that. So I was confident myself to figure out like having hit that rock bottom place of where I thought was secure to be able to make a jump with confidence that I'd figure it out. Right. Like I'd already hit the rock bottom. And so you're like, okay, what do I do now? And I just, yeah, I I believed in myself, you know, I believed in me, my grandma believed in me. And at some point you just have to decide, you know, like take, take matters into your own hands and make the leap. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: For someone that doesn't have any confidence in themselves, no one is believing in them currently, would you still recommend that they take the jump per se and they believe on themselves?
2: Yes, I think honestly, the best bet you can ever make is a bet on yourself. So, and not everyone has a grandma, right? Or someone that's betting on them. I do believe and that's why I love to read. I love, similar to you, I love to read and I love to write and I love to impart at least the knowledge based on my own experience to other people because growing up, I read so much and it's like using those mentors, like people that you read about, like they're mentors of your own life. So you're thinking, okay, even though you might not believe in yourself, like just fake it. Like you you can do it. Like I everyone can do it if they just try. It's like the worst thing is just to not do anything, I think. Mm. Worst thing's to stand still. That's why I titled it jump. Like just move, right? <laughs> like something great will happen, or at least you move to a different place.
1: Do you believe that quote, faking it till you make it sort of thing is dangerous to associate it with one's identity, like being in full integrity for who you really are?
2: I think you have to, I mean, like, I think even, you know, I look back when I was younger and I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Like, so, but I believed in myself. So I think you have to, even if you, you know, as you said, if you don't believe in yourself, I faked it that I did, you have to fake that you do believe in yourself, forget everything else. You have to actually believe that you can figure it out. Right. So, and I do think that's key because, you know, I I was young and I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know I was going to be successful. And I didn't know, to run a company or any of those things. I didn't know. Um, but my gut was like belief. And so, yeah, like you should, even if you don't believe in yourself, fake it that you believe in yourself, like at least you'll start moving in that direction.
1: Yeah. Until you actually repeat it so many times you actually start believing in it. Yeah. I was, I was taught that when, or even before I started doing this, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. So I completely understand. It's kind of like you fall along the way. And then you have those people, like you you get faced with a lot of rejection from a lot of different people, but you just need like those one, that one yes to spur you on that gives you an extra bit of voter confidence to keep you going. And then eventually you start officially believing in it. Um, I, I, I truly believe in that, but for yourself, Kim, why did you, or more or less, did you ever see yourself doing this in your life? Like running a business company, being this successful?
2: No, <laughs> I it wasn't. Yeah, no, this is not my, um, like I can imagine, I feel really blessed with, like how my life is. So I, I, I do not, I can't imagine that it is, you know, as, wonderful as it is. And and honestly, that's why I want to write. And that's why I want to invest and give back because I just feel like I've been really blessed, but, um, no, I never, I really was just, I, my company went bankrupt. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had an idea. I made the jump and like, I just wanted to be in control of my own destiny. You know, I just wanted to have some control because I felt so helpless. Um, from where I came from, I was just trying to, you know, like just trying to find control. And so I was willing to take the risk that it may not work out. So at least I knew if it didn't work out, then it was my own fault, I guess. I so you can kind of live with that. You can't blame, if you're an entrepreneur, there is, you, you know, you, you cannot blame anyone but yourself, like maybe it didn't execute, maybe the timing, like all these factors Luck. There's so many factors that go into it, but the buck stops with you, right?
1: Did you ever face a lot of rejection starting out?
2: Oh my gosh. Like I used to say like rejections, your best friend, right? (laughs) Like, and if you're not getting rejected, you are not trying hard enough. Like I actually think rejections like a growth zone. Um, even, you know, early on I was in sales and I would always call people. I, you know, I was selling them digital ad space, but at this time people were still buying like the yellow pages and online, you know, offline magazines. So they're just like, Kim, you're crazy. I'm like, no, it's going to be big. I swear. You can reach so many people online. Like, Mm. no thanks you know like you don't know what you're saying so yeah I <laughs> rejection a lot but I think you can normalize rejection over time like it doesn't hurt so bad if you get rejected a lot you just got to be brave enough to put yourself into like a place where you are getting rejected right
1: yeah it kind of like becomes second nature almost uh and it hurts still like it's never not gonna stop hurting but you kind of learn to appreciate it even more and I like how you mentioned is that growth zone, but there's a lot of people that hate rejection. If I can use that term, uh, They, it's kind of like the bane of their existence. They, they, It actually stops them from doing something in the first place, like a business or reaching out to somebody because they face that fear of what if someone says no to me? That means I'm not worth it. I'm never going to be able to do the idea that I want to do, so to speak. So how would you uh, help someone with that kind of mindset?
2: I think about it's reframing rejection, right? So instead of worrying if you're going to get rejected, try to get rejected, right? Like put yourself in places where you're asking people for a discount. They say no, ask them for a dollar. They say no, ask them to buy you a cup of coffee. They say no, ask them on a date, say no. Like try to get rejected. Like at some point to get rejected enough, and I still get rejected all the time, Like it just is like, it doesn't stop like the sting. Right. But it's kind of like a check on if you could almost, instead of the wins, why don't you tell your rejections? Just because every rejection is actually getting closer to something else. Um, And looking at it almost like, you know, a game, am I getting rejected? If I'm not getting rejected, I really don't not think I'm trying, like I'm living my life to the fullest potential. So Mm -hmm. thinking of almost like a scorecard of rejection as a scorecard of people saying yes, like how many people can say no to me? Mm -hmm.
1: I love that idea. And for for those people that are listening, if it helps them, I, when I first started this, right in 2020 alone, uh, I sent out 4,000 to 5,000 emails to various people all over the place. And guess how many out of that 4,000 to 5,000 list actually said yes to being on the show in 2020 alone, like literally only 400. So it wasn't, those are the ones that actually got back to you, like, and said, yeah, we're willing to give you a chance. And that's how it was. But, you know, it was one person said yes to me, but I, I literally like, I was like, if I don't do this, then I'm never going to achieve the things that I want, like my vision for what this is going to be, or even for you, Kim, the vision of what you wanted your your company to be, if you don't put yourself in those environments, then you're never going to grow. You're just going to remain stuck, stagnant or, or whatever, and you're never going to achieve anything great. So it's kind of like this, it's a great phenomenon <laughs> in of itself. Like it, it truly is. But what, I, what I'm interested in is uh, for you and all the rejection that has come your way in your life, is there a particular story or one for you that sort of sticks out the most that you're comfortable with sharing?
2: I mean, yeah, let me think about it. I think what's interesting, just even on your story, 90% of the people rejected you. So if everyone listening thinks, okay, one out of 10 will say yes. Then I get like, at least give you a metric, get rejected, try 10 times. Likely one person will say yes, right? So just, I think just trying to give simple takeaways of, you know, just listening to you, like what's the one out of 10? And if you're willing to put yourself out there, try 10, you know, because people I'm always thinking of, mentorship or having someone um like trying to find someone to connect with or making a sale it's like 10 one will likely say yes and like how do you find that one right and it's not about you don't need all 10 you just need one person to say yes i'd love to be on your podcast i'd love to you know buy what you're offering etc so i think that's a good just i was just thinking when you we were saying that that's interesting and to try to make it as a simpler thing if you were to take away it's like i'm gonna try to to you know 10 times and not at first nine I'm going to get no and it's going to be okay because I know Jane Kim did that it's fine like we can mm-hmm. use that um oh my gosh um where oh, was was I mean honestly like I've raised a lot of money I've gets told all the time no so like <laughs> that's 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 just like part of the game and I think that's important I think I've you know I've sold big deals they've said no um tried to strike strike big contract like people are always telling me, no, I think that's important to know is that like, oh, you know, are you scared? I'm always scared. Do you get rejected? Always get rejected. Like it's my life hasn't changed. It's just like in a different scale, I guess you'd say, right?
1: It's good to know that it doesn't matter how successful you actually end up. You're still going to face those no's and those rejections. Like that, that is always like, that's encouraging for me because (laughs) like I always look at where I am at currently and I look at all those highly successful people, and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes at all. Like you don't know how many no's they're actually facing. Like if you look at the people, such as Jay Shetty's, like the the kind of things that he has been able to achieve in his life, like that wouldn't have come easily either. Like it seems like it's easy, but on on the surface level, but from the the inner the inner workings, like no. <laughs> so no, right yeah. at all. Did you find that was the same thing for you? Like, like through your journey, you had those, like, uh, let me, let me ask you um, what, what was the, the calculated risks that you took that ended up getting you to the place that you are today that helped you better to overcome the rejection. If that question made any sense at all.
2: I think, you know, for me, it's just always putting myself in like positions of that kind of scare you. Right. And like, that kind of like make you like, oh my gosh, am I really doing this again? Like maybe I should just go to the beach and hang out with my kids or whatever. Like, but you know, there's no, like the fun parts in the growth zone and that's where it's scary. So it's like, how do you put yourself in that zone? you know, all the time. And I. You know, I I think I over time normalized it, so I like to be in that place all the time because it's kind of energizing. People are like, "You're nuts," but that's like actually where I I kind of thrive at this point, which is in that zone of uncertainty, and it's scary. But now it's like the like getting comfortable being uncomfortable is like kind of a fun place to be. Mm. But it didn't start that way, so I think that's really important, right?
1: Like, no, it never does. It never yeah. starts that way, but you soon learn to adapt and uh, embrace the change. I like to say, and then it kind of teaches you a lot of things along the way. So, yeah. and you know, I'm I'm still quite young, so I'm still learning, which is exciting for me. And I'm learning from your story, and I'm learning from all the incredible things that you're doing in the world, which is like no doubt inspirational and is going to be inspirational for everyone that is listening and watching right now. So. I want to sort of ask you when in your life has been the most vulnerable for you?
2: Um, yeah, I think for me, I mean, gosh, there's so many times I think it's a different phases of your life. Right. So in terms of like starting a company, um, and not knowing anything about what you're doing. That's, you know, like a really scary place. Like those unknown places are really scary. Um, like, or when you start like buying a house, you don't know how that's gonna work out, or starting a family, that's just crazy. Like the unknown of like, and, you know, I went through some significant like challenges, even just starting my own family and going through those unknowns. So for me, just looking back, but usually, you know, and they always say it's like an, uh, you know, time will heal all wounds or whatever that saying is. And you're like, but it's kind of true. You know, like things happen as they're supposed to happen. It's just, you don't know that till you like, look back. Like I believe the worst thing that ever happens to you usually becomes like the catalyst for something great. Like whatever that great thing's going to happen next and you just don't know what that is yet. So just knowing, I don't know, somehow in your heart knowing that it's going to be okay and it's going, everything's going to work out, you know? Um, failure is temporary. And it's like a, everyone that's successful has already been, has failed. Like, I I just think knowing that has been really helpful.
1: Mm. What would be your advice to help someone in business currently that they're kind of like in that, in that growth period, or they're even like a young person, they are wanting to start their business currently, what would be your number one piece of advice for them?
2: Mine would be get a mentor. Mm -hmm. Like I really could not, I wouldn't be where I am today without so many people that have helped me along the way and people that have done what I wanted to do, right? So I think that's really important. Like not a mentor of, hey, ask a family member or friend. That's not the mentor. The mentor that's, I've been where you are and I can actually like show you the way and at least help based on their own experience. And I think that's been you know, even for me in different parts and different um, sizes and scales of the company and different mentors, like as an entrepreneur versus like a CEO of a global company versus, you know, different places. Um, I just think that's been really helpful. And I feel if everyone could um, just ign- somehow just know that you don't know everything. Like I don't know everything. All I'm doing is trying to learn all the time, right? So I'm just, I'm a total student of life. Like what else can I learn? Who can teach me? Who knows something? I don't know. Um, trying to find a mentor, I think is the biggest thing. So if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, it doesn't have to be someone that's, you know, 10 steps ahead of you. Cause that's too far. You need someone that's almost just like made it to that step and say, Hey, how did you do that? Just so you can ask questions and bounce ideas off of, because I feel that that's instrumental. Mm-hmm. Um, that I could not like put a price on. Mm.
1: Do you feel like anything is missing currently in your life?
2: Oh my gosh. I feel so, I don't know. I got four kids, so I feel like I don't even know if I could have anything else in my life.
1: You got two sets (laughs) of twins. I didn't mention that. Two sets of
2: twins, seven and under. So (laughs) I don't know if there's anything missing, but.
1: (laughs) How do you, how do you manage your time around that?
2: (laughs) oh my gosh that's a whole nother i'm very disciplined in time management (laughs) i gotta be honest so like you have to be right so everyone's on a schedule around here right so we're all working on the same schedule that's like i'm very scheduled so i think that helps a lot um i've got a great husband who definitely good partner in crime so teamwork and then i don't know just you just do it i think like you don't think you can and then you just do and I, the joy that you get, I think, counteracts some of like the challenges that you face every day. So, I mean, you know, for those of you that don't have kids, uh, it's just a difference. Probably like your dog or your cat, like they just add joy to your life, right? I mean, like I don't know if it's the same, but it is, it does. Or your friends, or your boyfriend, or I don't know. I think just having a balance is so key to success in like all facets of your life because it's not you know, so many people are so successful in business, but then maybe they're missing something else or I'm so, it's like, what's the balance. Right. Um, and I think it's hard. Like mm. it's really hard. So I don't, <laughs> so, you know, I don't even know if I figured it out yet other than the schedule is key to life schedule of everything.
1: I have to totally agree with you on the schedule front. <laughs> it, I, is, it is so helpful. Honestly, like I don't know what, what I would be able to do without my schedule um, but then it's also like, if, even if something doesn't go according to schedule that day, then just be kind to yourself for the next day. Don't beat yourself up. And then even, even then, like uh, it goes to what your book is really about jumping into the unknown and daring to do those things that you don't, aren't really comfortable about because you're going to grow anyway, which kind of is a great segue into your new book it's called Jump, Dare to Do What Scares You in Business and Life. So we're just talking about the business and life factor. We're kind of like, I think we're unboxing the book a little bit during this conversation, but why did you decide to write this book in the first place and why now?
2: I think there's two reasons. So I had written a previous book, The Execution Factor, which outlined you know specifically the five traits that I believe all successful entrepreneurs need the challenge that I found after writing the book is no one actually could make the leap into entrepreneurship. They're like, great. I've got the five skills. I know what to do when I'm too scared to do it. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to write a book that teaches you how to go from here to there. Like I need a bridge. Right. And I think that's, you know, the and then with COVID hitting, to be honest, like it was so blatant that so many people were stuck. And so the book really will help unstick you. It's like, there's a, there's a, you know, just a stagnant zone. And like, to your point, you're just stuck. I mean, like physically stuck. So like, how do you either open your mind to something new or open like an opportunity to like, I don't, there's anything you could do to jump into some, like a new hobby, a new business, a new anything. It's just change. I think's really good for your energy and your positive and your outlook. Right. And just doing the same same thing over and over or not doing anything is to me just like the death zone. Like yeah. it's not a good zone to be in. Mm.
1: Before I ask you the final two questions that I have for you, where can people get a copy of this book and learn more about your incredible work?
2: Oh, you can pre-order the book at jumpwithkim.com. Hopefully you will jump with me. It's not out to November, but there's an awesome free bonus that you can download if you pre-order and It has, you know, great takeaways that you can do now. And I think it's like never too, never too early to start. So it's like, let's give people like an opportunity to just start kicking it off and start getting ready for that big life-changing leap.
1: Mm. Honestly, I can't wait to get my hands on a copy of your new book. Um, Hopefully things start hurrying up here in Australia so I can get my hands on it. (laughs) Um, I love, I love reading and I love the, the message that your book is sending. It's no doubt going to, Go absolutely crazy. It's been endorsed by some very high profile people. I'm sure everyone would know who Jay Shetty is. He's endorsed it too. So, I mean, congratulations on all the amazing things you've achieved, Kim. And I have no doubt that people are going to resonate with your message and your story today. Two final questions, if you don't mind. This one... Uh, It's one of my favorite questions. I've got a lot of favorite questions, but I want to ask you this one anyway, but it is, what do you love the most about yourself and your story?
2: Myself is just probably my positive outlook on life. Like I just love life. And I think if you love life, life's going to love you back. So I just like give a hug on life. Um, And then my story is like, I started from my kitchen table and if I can do that, anyone can do that. So I just want to remind, you know, it's like, it's a journey, but if you know, everyone's got a table, some kind of table, like you got a garage table, got a basement table, got like, just take a table and just start. And I think that's like the reminder, like that anyone can do it and mm. just start now though.
1: Mm. What's next for you, Kim? What's next for, are you going to start another company? Cause you sold your last company. I believe it was not that long ago. So you're going to start another one and then scale that one or what's next?
2: I did. So I just started a new company, 100.co, and we're investing in some great brands. One of them actually is called Salma Tea, which is with Jay Shetty and his his wife, Roddy. So Salma Tea actually is coming out in 23 days, um, September 23rd. Uh, Please check it out, Tea.com, And it's really exciting. So really... Partnering with very authentic, um, passion and purpose driven founders, um, but using artificial intelligence, um, you know, to help to help supercharge these businesses. So it's kind of taking brands, which I love people and technology and like putting the best of, you know, perfect trifecta.
1: That's awesome. Like I, I, I could go down many, many more different rabbit, rabbit holes. <laughs> You're setting me up, but um, the, the final question that I have for you, Kim, is my all-time favorite question, okay? Uh, it's a hypothetical one, but I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100. All your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll call it magic for the sake of argument, but they've been able to get it and show it to you on your hundredth birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life?
2: Just that I positively changed their life in any way.
1: Mm. Simple, but powerful message.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like I still got a lot of years. So, hey, hopefully I make it there.
1: You do indeed. Perfect send-off message. Kim Perel, thank you so much for your time today, for coming on the Storybox podcast. And, yeah, thank you so much for everything that you're doing.
2: Oh, Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to seeing you in Sydney or in Miami soon.
1: I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guests today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the Storybox on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm.